Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. All right, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nallen. Today, we have a golden opportunity to hear from Henry Ho. He's the Chief Strategy Officer and co-founder of Field Agent, an innovative tech company with a global impact. So Henry, welcome to the program. Hey, Jonathan, good to be here. Yeah, this is a real treat. I've uh, known you for a long time and really appreciate your journey in faith and at work. And what you've done in the kingdom of God has really been inspiring and uplifting. And I know it's impacted a lot of people. And I, I'm excited that this will be able to impact a lot more people through this audience and through the network that I relate to. And so, Henry, you know, you've had an extensive history in business and redemptive enterprise. I love the diversity of everything that's gone on in your life, you know, both globally and locally. And I know you spent time in a senior leadership position with Procter & Gamble. You've worked with Walmart for over 30 years. Give us a bit of your story. Give us some context, you know, for this audience. It's an amazing journey. So let us know what happened. Yeah, I'll I'll start from the very beginning. How's that? Sounds Uh, good. (laughs) I I, I was born in Macau. For those of uh, who may need a little help in geography, Macau is off the coast of South China. And, uh, and so I, I was a kid born in Macau. So I'm an immigrant to the okay. United States. I came when I was seven, uh, moved to the U S and lived on long Island, New York, uh, grew up there and went to a great school, Stony Brook school, uh, where, um, I came to faith and, uh, went, went to university at Furman university in Greenville, South Carolina. Then I started my career with Procter and Gamble. Okay. Uh, in 1982. So in 2022, this marks my 40th year uh, working. Wow. Um, and it's been uh, an incredible journey. And I had a 19 year run with Procter and Gamble. Wow. Uh, uh, before going out on my own with some partners in 2001. And during those corporate years, I was selected to be a founding member of the PG Walmart team. Okay. Um, and brought me down to Northwest Arkansas. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it, uh, and then through that work, I actually was sent to Asia when Walmart uh, started their, their growth in Asia. And wow. I was the, team leader uh, for that relationship, Procter & Gamble's relationship with Walmart. I also became the country manager for Procter & Gamble as part of my time in Asia. So I spent six years in Asia. Okay. um, And then came back in 2020, then launched in 20, in 2001, uh, in 2001, launched my entrepreneurial journey. So I've been out of Procter & Gamble and corporate life now longer than I was in corporate life. Wow. And so uh, this is my, um, yeah, 21st year as an entrepreneur. 
Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of my journey. Uh, I, I still have a bunch more years to go. Wow. And I'm looking forward to see what the Lord takes me uh, in this phase of my of, of my career. Yeah, absolutely. 21 years as an entrepreneur. That's impressive. That's that's almost more years than a lot of young entrepreneurs have been alive. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why I want them to hear from you. Definitely. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have changed a thing about these 40 years. It's it was great to have 19 years in the corporate world. Yeah. And have gone through that part of my growth as, as a leader. Uh, but the last 21 years have been amazing. Wow. Um, you know, and so it's, it's a pretty balanced career if you think about it. Yeah. It's almost 50, 50. <laughs> That's great. <Yeah. laughs> That's great. You know, uh, when you were, when you were getting started in the corporate world, I mean, were you a follower of Christ at that point? I mean, was your family even Christian? You came as an immigrant. So what was your your story early on, like how did, how did faith factor into your journey over these years? Yeah, I wouldn't say we were a Christian family. My mom was a single mom of four okay. kids living in this little place in Macau, one room apartment with four kids. Think yeah. about that. Wow. I, I come from pretty humble beginnings Yeah, um, and moved to the States uh, in 1967 and was lost, very lost as a kid. And as a young teenager, I was uh, getting into all kinds of trouble. I was sent to, I was given an opportunity, sent to the Stony Brook School and came to faith there. Okay. And so uh, by the time I've gone through college, I've been discipled by some great men uh, in my life. Uh, I had some great role models at Stony Brook. Um, and I, I still, to this day, the Stony Brook School is the most influential place in my, my, my whole life. Um, uh, it's, again, it's because I got the Christian foundation uh, for the balance of my journey. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, I, I was a Christian as I started my career. I okay. married uh, a great woman who was a Christian. And so we were on a trajectory of kind of growing and, and seeking the kingdom in our marriage and in my career. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, as you as you moved into the corporate world early on in your career, you know, how did, how did your faith factor into that first stage of your journey? I mean, was it, were you very aware or active of the impact or role of faith in the workplace or was it still kind of an abstract connection like it is for a lot of people? Uh, you know, what was that like for you early on? Yeah. Think, think, think back, um, in the early eighties, uh, and, and, in the church, uh, it's not what it was like, um, you know, in, in 2000 and beyond, you know, faith and work were very separate. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And I was, uh, I was still trying to figure out my faith journey as, as a young adult, uh, and working in the corporate world. Um, I wasn't hiding it, but I also wasn't sharing my faith in the context of work. Sure. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, most, most of my spiritual journey, uh, as a young adult was still trying to figure out my role within the church Oh, okay. as a leader, as a husband, you know, as a friend. Um, and so I was trying to take this rich experience I had in college and trying to figure out what to do with it as a young adult living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Right. Um, and so, no, there wasn't much of kind of carrying that forward. Part of, part of my mission is because of my personal journey, I want to figure out how to mentor and disciple young leaders 
so that they don't have to wait until, you know, their late thirties for early forties to yeah. figure all this stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Things have come a long ways in that time for sure. Um, you know, how does, you know, faith play into what you're doing today, like in the tech industry, like in the, in the current, uh, world of work that's evolved and that you've built out around you how does faith inform your corporate culture even at field agent because i know you've done a lot to uh, influence your atmosphere and i'm just curious what that looks like or how that came about yeah you know the faith journey my faith journey with work was really uh influenced by some different movements that were taking place when I moved to Northwest Arkansas, um, okay. my good friend Steve Graves and Tom Addington were starting their work. Um, and um, I started kind of trying to figure out that uh, I work for a great man at Procter & Gamble, uh, Tom Muccio. We had started the P&G Walmart team. And okay. that culture that Tom, Tom had a vibrant faith. Um, and he kind of led the way. He created a culture where it was okay within the corporate context uh, to be a believer in Jesus, right? Um, and to live your faith out, um, you know, still while kind of being part of the the Procter and Gamble culture uh, right. of excellence in marketing and supply chain and systems. Uh, so. Uh, I was greatly influenced by some of those factors of working for a man who had a vibrant faith and kind of brought it to the office and creating a culture that was inclusive. Um, but at the same time, I was uh, being influenced by Tom and Steve and the work that they were doing, bringing kind of work and faith to the forefront of, of, uh, of society and, and culture. And so I, I was in the right place at the right time. Um, and I thank God for that. Uh, yeah. It really influenced me. Yeah. And so that's carried on into how you've uh, pioneered companies like Field Agent and your other enterprises, I would imagine. That's kind of become yeah. become your operating DNA. From Yeah. Uh, I, I talk about, you know, that there was uh, when I when I left Procter & Gamble, I knew God was calling me into a just a different phase of work. OK. Um, and I call that the great adventure. Um, and, you know, I, I was able to share with my uh, friends at, at P&G and, and, and said that, hey, whatever this next phase is, God's taking me somewhere uh, to, uh, to follow him. Hmm. And uh, so I had an inkling that this was coming. God was kind of leading me somewhere. And I was just open to following. Um, and... Uh, and so, yeah, as a result of leaving a corporate job and starting company, I knew somewhere along the line that I was going to start figuring out how to live out my faith uh, in very similar manner as I saw at the P&G Walmart team, um, and then uh, figuring it out from there. The good thing was I was yoked with two other Christian businessmen, and we we had a similar vision, okay, um, and a similar desire to do that. So, uh, yeah, we went one step at a time. It wasn't something grand, uh, you know. We didn't have it all written down. Um, we we're just following uh, as God led. Well, that's yeah, that element of almost like community, even a small community of like-minded uh, believers pulling together in a direction. 
for whether it's a workplace environment or an entrepreneurial startup, really anything like that. There's really that strength in those even small numbers of pulling together. Would you feel like that's actually a strong value point for people if they're looking at doing something entrepreneurial or even in shaping their own workplace culture, like having some some intentionality about building some strong community around what they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think you you hit on a, a key point. And when we when we first started, we had this foundational principle of intentionality. Okay. So both personal and corporate. And I was I was really influenced by a book I read. Um, it's kind of dated now uh, by Steve Rundle and Tom Steffen. Hmm. Uh, it's called The Great Commission Companies. Interesting. Um, okay. And um, they laid out two continuums: uh, continuum of intentionality as a as a individual believer, um, and the uh, the continuum of corporate intentionality. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, I had kind of lived some of that uh, uh, in the corporate world on the P&G Walmart team, but now I was creating my own company and I needed some, you know, some principles. And that book really shaped my thinking that, hey, our company can actually be a great commission company. Wow. You know? um, and, um, and he laid out some core characteristics uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to share that. Yeah, with you right please now. do. That's uh, helpful. He said, uh, number one, a great commission company is an income producing business. Okay. Okay. Number two is, uh, is managed by kingdom professionals. Uh, and uh, number three is brings glory to God and then promotes the growth and multiplication of local churches and main focuses on the least evangelized and the least developed parts of the world. So, wow. Um, so he, he laid those principles out and, you know, we just kind of looked at that and saying, now, how do we kind of have the intentionality of following that as a company, as okay. leaders of a new company? Um, and you know what? We, we started sharing that vision with people and there were a lot of people within our community that said, hey, I love to work in that kind of environment and came along with us. We're just so thankful for that. Wow. So you started to attract like-minded people, even to your, your yeah. positions, your hiring, all of that. And so when we first started our, our, our first company, North Star Partnering Group, it was a group of a band of believers kind of looking at what we do every day in that context. As we are now in a third and fourth company uh, field agent uh, and, and, and other ventures, We've kind of grown beyond that. We we have over a hundred people in our company, right? And we don't hire just believers, of course. Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, that that intentionality and that culture still uh, exists. And um, whether you're a believer or not, you want to work for a company where people care about you uh, and have purpose and mission, and um, and that uh, seeks excellence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's a fun place to work. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, we, we want it to be a fun place to work. And so we, we have a lot of same perks and fun kind of culture as a lot of other tech companies. You, if you've read about them, yeah. you know, uh, people play ping pong and, <laughs> you know, there's free coffee and food and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're blessed to be able to do that. But there's also a missional aspect of what we do. 
Man, that's fantastic. So a lot of people, you know, they hear about these kind of companies, where whether you would call it a, a great commission company or a kingdom company, and they just think that's impossible. Like that's the first thing that comes to their mind. And so what you're saying is, you know, I really hear you saying is this is possible. There is a way to move forward on this and for people to do a impactful kingdom business or an entrepreneurial enterprise. And I think that that will inspire a lot of people who question whether this could actually even happen. Probably a lot of people don't have access to a redemptive environment or an innovative environment with their faith like we have here actually in this region in Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of like an incubator for really good opportunities and ideas to come to life. And so I, I think this is this is a good like almost case study or example um, for people that live in pretty rough environments and they're like, that's yeah. impossible <laughs> to see that happen. Yeah. So Jonathan, I want to take this opportunity to for anybody listening in on this podcast to say, hey, one of my mission, my my calling is to be able to encourage and uh, to grow uh, leaders and organizations that are uh, faith-based and want to grow in this area. So um, make my uh, info available. Yeah, to we'll the put leaders. it in there. Because I want to encourage people who are thinking about starting their own company um, and f- trying to figure out how to be for-profit and kingdom focused. Um, and um, so, yeah, I love to talk to anybody who's out there uh, wanting some community. I can certainly connect it. Yeah, um, We've seen it grow here in Northwest Arkansas. And like I said, I mentioned some of the people that came before me um, that uh, that I really benefited. I think there's a whole next generation of leaders ready to go. Uh, I just want to encourage them some more. Absolutely. You know, you touched on one idea that I get questioned about quite a bit when I talk about these kind of uh, missional enterprise models or kingdom business is people ask, you know, in these models, is there actually more than one bottom line? And that comes up all the time. So maybe you could share to me, like, how do you handle that? Are there one, are there multiple, are there two? Like, how do you deal with the bottom line questions that come up in these kind of companies? Yeah, absolutely. I I think there are three bottom lines, triple bottom line. Um, Obviously to be a sustainable growing company, uh, you need to have a positive bottom line, you know? Sure. Uh, profit. Uh, And so uh, money, uh, which is something that Jesus talks a lot about uh, in the Bible, I think Jesus and and God understands business, you know? Um, And, and so, yes, that's the bottom line, right? The, the other bottom line is, I think is, is kind of a spiritual kingdom uh, kind of bottom line for, for, Hey, some of the things we talked about, the intentionality of being a company that does good uh, socially uh, and spiritually in the community. Uh, it's a force for good, uh, and that brings glory to God. And so kind of how we work, uh, the impact that we make in our community and around the world, uh, that matters. And we, we look at that um, and are, you know, giving to uh, both the community and to the, the work of, of the church and, and, and missions. Uh, is an important aspect of what we do. And then I think the third bottom line is just being uh, a, a good steward of, of our, of our uh, resources and of the uh, world around us. Uh, so being, uh, you know, smart about um, 
how we manage resources and, uh, and nature and, and taking care of uh, the earth that we've been uh, given to steward. Uh, so all three are important uh, to me and to our companies uh, that we do those things well. And, and at the, the end of the day, that's the bottom line is that we, when we do all three of those well, right, we're glorifying God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's why there's three, you know? Yeah. Um, and if you only thought about making money, um, then, um, you know, that's great. You could be a good business, but I think you, as, as a kingdom believer um, and, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I think there's more to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, that's really practical and really uh, answers a number of key questions people have asked me about the multiple bottom line issue. Uh, what, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this, probably young professionals uh, that are asking, you know, how would I do this? What would this look like for me? What's the next step? You know, if, if someone were to ask you that, like what's an easy first response? If someone has a leading from the Lord and they really want their work to matter, they want to be holistic, have an impact in the kingdom, maybe they're entrepreneurial, maybe they have a workplace that can really influence, you know, what's like one practical or conceptual thing you would recommend they do right away? Yeah, I think take an inventory, um, you know, check, check your heart. Um, and, you know, personally for me, it's, it's like, man, develop yourself um, and, and the work that you do be excellent in that because regardless whether you work in the corporate environment or an entrepreneur, excellence wins. Right. Yeah. Um, and so be excellent in developing your talent that God's given you. Um, and, and then within the context of your heart, saying, Lord, I'm putting all of this that you've given me back to you, right? And how can you use me, whether it's in the corporate environment or in an entrepreneurial venture? Um, and then I, I would say, you know, time, your talent, your resources, your money. And then uh, the, the fourth thing is, man, how can you take God's word, right? And use it in the context of the platform that you have within business to share God's truth about Jesus, him coming to die for us on a cross um, and that we're redeemed and restored um, as, as his children and that he ascended into heaven and uh, is, uh, you know, as our Lord and savior and he'll be coming back one day. Right. Yeah. That's God's truth in, in the Bible and the word. So we have to be stewarding that in the context of who we are as kingdom believers. Right. Yeah. Um, and so your heart has to be geared to wanting to share all of those things, your time, your talent, your truth, and just as importantly, your, your money and your resources. Yeah. And that's, you know, what you're saying there really uh, resonates because I've tried to encapsulate a lot of that in, into the messaging of what it means, this term to live on mission. And that's really what I'm hearing you say is some of the nuts and bolts and the heart of that statement of on mission living or activated missional living. And that can happen anywhere. It can happen in any work environment. 
And uh, all of that intentionality that you're touching on, I think is really um, relevant to any concept, any context uh, yeah. of work and actually brings some, some weight. I like the, I like the, the emphasis we keep hearing back to intentionality and, Absolutely. and the integrated living and holistic living. That's powerful. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really at the end of the day, our, our, our life um, in a walk with God is a condition. It's a, it's a reflection of our heart, right? Yeah. How much do we love God? And, and because of, because he loved us first. And then as a result, how well do we do that in context of, of our work coworkers and uh, people who work for us? Um, and then just kind of within the broader community, how do we express God's love through the work that we do? Yeah, I love that because, you know, one of the, one of the things that's always been a, a powerful truth that I've, I've latched onto is that, you know, the world, I always say the world around you begins to look like the world inside you. I even mentioned that in my book and stuff, that concept and that, that inner man, that inside world starts to, if it's organized well, so to speak, starts to really be able to reflect God's glory back into the environment you're in, in any environment that you're in. I think that's the design, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, think, as I think about this, Jonathan, the, the workplace is just a really fertile place, right? Right. If you're, if you're, if you're a believer in Christ, um, I, I, I have kind of these, these things that I said, find your where, you know, where is God calling you, right? And my answer is, we're called to go, to serve, and to do good. So kind of where, really wherever God takes you, you're supposed to go there to do good, right? Yeah. And serve others. And the purpose and the passion of what we do, the why, right? Because I see business as a vehicle for ministry, right? Um, and so, so the more successful you are as a business, the more you get a chance to give uh, purposeful giving through your, sure. through your life and right. through your business and to be a light. Cause if you're successful, people are going to see you, uh, you're going to get more clients. You're going to get more workers. Um, you get to be a light, you get to influence and bring light to every aspect of your life and, and, and your work. And then what kind of business are you in? Well, field agent is in the kind of crowdsourcing tech business. No, I'm, I'm in the people business at the end of the day. Okay. Every business is really in the people business. And so we grow people. Uh, and, and through growing people, we grow the business, right? Right. And if you can see it that way is when you grow people, you're going to love on people and you're going to help them grow. And then you're going to release them and, and, and give them uh, opportunities to grow. Um, and then we're called to be fruitful, right? And, and there are, uh, are two dimensions to that vocational productivity. We're called to tend the garden, hard work, produce results, right? Sure. And then uh, the second dimension is neighbor love. Do we have the compassion and the capacity to love others that will really truly transform people, right? Uh, so being fruitful in that regard. So in the work aspect and the people aspect, and then I, I say, God is enough. Um, beware of your dreams. And sometimes I think uh, people want to be an entrepreneur because they think it's going to make them a lot of money. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and um, 
and and they 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 have this dream that if they can make a lot of money, then they can make a lot of impact, and that's kind of the wrong direction, right? Have a dream that says I want to be in God's hand and have an impact for Him, no matter what I do, whether I'm working in the corporate world or in the entrepreneurial world. My my objective is is to do whatever God tells me at the moment. And then as he grows your kingdom, as he grows his kingdom and grows your territory that he's given you, you get a chance uh, to really glorify him. And then he gives you the opportunity to make a bigger and bigger impact. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And then, um, you know, just kind of in context of being an entrepreneur, uh, God can do anything. And so all things are possible. Right. And uh, learning how to kind of be under the Holy Spirit as he guides you in, in the work that you do, um, seeking that and seeking after that hard. Um, and when you seek God, then I think a few other things will fall in place. That's not to say that if you're a kingdom entrepreneur, it all is easy. And, you know, <laughs> in fact, uh, as a kingdom entrepreneur, I've had you know, multiple seasons now um, in, in 21 years as an entrepreneur where it's been challenging, you know, where are we going to meet payroll and, um, you know, down markets, you know, the last couple of years haven't been easy. Yeah. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how to grow, uh, in the context of that, but man, there's, there's a greater purpose in what we do. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I, I love the emphasis on entrepreneurship and, the fact that uh, it is not easy and it's a hard road and you carry a lot. And, you know, one of the thoughts I've always had is entrepreneurship you know, looks good on paper, like you're saying, but it's not for everyone. And so, uh, you know, not everybody's cut out for it or gifted for it or even called likely uh, to be an entrepreneur and that's okay. So what advice would you give someone who's considering this path? Like uh, maybe they're coming out of college and they're like, I want to be an entrepreneur or, Maybe they're, they're in a corporate position. They're like, I've got this great idea. I want to go this route or I want to make this difference in the kingdom, really serve people. You know, how can they self-assess or really know and be honest about if they're cut out for it or not? Are there any like simple steps to analyze that in yourself? Yeah, simple. I don't have. Don't? Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I think, I think the, the, the journey of entrepreneurship, I, I, my, my path was corporate first, right? And then entrepreneurship next. Um, and that was, a, that was a really good way of kind of like, like I said early in the podcast, it was a great way to learn business and, and learn certain skills and understanding of the world of business. Sure. Um, and it prepared me, it was a season of preparation that prepared me for entrepreneurship. I've seen the other way where young entrepreneurs start as entrepreneurs and what they do is they grow entrepreneurial ventures into corporate corporations sure and they jump out after that right yeah. um and so uh i think you have to kind of get um, a good feel for how god has wired you um the path to entrepreneurship is not always you have to be the founder um you know, I think um, entrepreneurs are always looking for people who have a certain set of skills and experience, and you could come work in an entrepreneurial environment uh, for a season before you become the entrepreneur. So smaller entrepreneurial organizations go work, 
you know, maybe develop some skills, go work in a, in a startup or some, you know, a, a young company and then get a feel for what that's about. Sure. And, and then go down the path of prayerfully kind of seeing uh, some of the dreams that God has put in your heart, whether that you can take that to market. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of young entrepreneurs are probably not ready for the, the entrepreneurial journey. Um, and, um, you know, and, and learning, learning business, uh, learning the financial side of the business, I would say, if I was talking to a young entrepreneur is learning how to understand, uh, cash flow, um, and capital, um, figuring out how to bring that into a, a venture, uh, to grow a business is a, it's a really challenging piece that is very, very important. Wow, that's really good. You know, a lot of believers uh, don't get a chance to do that entrepreneurial route. Uh, they don't think about a lot of these kind of things, but they're working in a workplace. You know, they don't have the privilege of working even for a faith-informed company or a great commission type environment. And they can't really determine, like, shape the uh, work culture that they're in, the, the uh, corporate culture, like an entre entrepreneur might be able to do. Um, so how do you advise believers in that kind of work environment how on on being that uh, person who can serve and has the three parts in place that you were mentioning you know like how does that translate into uh, a secular you could say work environment um, or even a hostile environment you know what are some things that can make that work yeah I, you know I, I I think it's very similar to going out and, and, and being a missionary in a, in a, you know, uh, hostile environment in, in a different culture, different, uh, you know, country. Um, I think you just live out your faith in the most genuine loving way, uh, reflecting God's love for other people. Um, and there's, there is no, um, no policies against that. Right. Anywhere. Right. Whether you live in, you know, a hostile environment, uh, you know, you love, you love people, you do great work and you give an account for what it is that uh, motivates you and gives you energy and passion when they ask, uh, that's a great witness. Right. Um, and so I thought, you know, the, the evangelical, Hey, I got to go and have my Bible open and, you know, push, push the gospel on everyone. Right. Um, and, and I say it in a way that uh, not to be offensive, right. But there, there's a way to live out your faith uh, and share and give an account for, for why you do what you do and who you are when that question comes. And I can tell you that in this world, as, as you love people and people see your light, they will ask, they will ask why it is that you're different. Um, and, um, and then being bold, I think there are times, uh, for boldness within a corporate environment, uh, to be able to, uh, to kind of, uh, set up a team, set up a, a kind of a caring community, uh, in a way that, um, that can coexist with corporate policies. You know, most yeah. people over, are overly, uh, cautious, um, and there's no, there's nothing in a um, that I know of 
that kind of prevents people from um, doing great work and loving people. That's fantastic. You know, I, what I keep hearing as a recurring uh, value point in what you're sharing is that it really is all about people. And in any work environment, there's people, even if yeah. there's just one or two others, or maybe there's 10,000, there's always people and there's always something to do. Uh, that really matters, even if you are struggling in other areas, when there's people around as a believer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, then I think if you work in a secular company um, and you're loving people uh, in your company and you're working, you know, you're working hard and you're producing great results, I think there's ways to channel um, your missional heart uh, through the community, uh, through your church. Uh, and through missions, right? And, um, and then finding community among others who are like-minded and, uh, and, and uh, want to do the same thing. Um, I, think, I think you'd be surprised how many people uh, around you, if you live that out and you start uh, giving your time and giving your money to uh, those who are loving on other people and, and, and loving on the poor and encouraging uh, each other in, in that regard. I would call that a win at the end of the day in a corporate job. If you can walk that out in that context. Yeah. Amen. That's a win at the end of the day. Well, Henry, thank you so much for weighing in on this. This is uh, vital. It's really constructive content. And I think a lot of people are going to be blessed by this. So thanks again for your time on this interview. Yeah, this was a lot of fun, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.